Several centuries before the birth of Jesus Christ, the prophet Isaiah prophesied his coming. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they were married, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly.
But as Joseph considered divorcing Mary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for the baby she carries is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Bethlehem, to be registered, along with Mary, who was with child. Join with us as we sing, O Little Town of Bethlehem. O Little Town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angel, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. And while they were there, the time came for Mary to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn.
Nearby were some shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swollen clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Stand with us and we're going to sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconcile. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn King. Christ by highest heaven adored. Christ the everlasting Lord. Late in time, behold Him come. Offspring of a virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh the God had seen. Hailed incarnate deity. Pleased as men with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Hail the hymn Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all He brings, Risk with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give a second birth. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn you may be seated. And the shepherds went with haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they told everyone what the angels had said about the child. And all who heard them were amazed at what the shepherds told them. Thank you. 
Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east traveled to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. We three kings of Orient are Bearing gifts we traverse afar, field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. Oh, star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright. Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Born a king on Bethlehem's plain, gold I bring to crown him again. King forever ceasing, never following to reign. Frankincense to offer have I, incense fills the deity's night. Prayers and praises all been raising, worship him not on high. Oh, star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright. Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Myrrh is mine, a bitter perfume, brings a life of gathering gloom. Sorrowing, sighing, bleeding, dying, sealed in the stone, cold tomb. Glorious now, behold him arise, God is God and sacrifice. Alleluia, alleluia, peel the earth and skies. Oh, sing with us. Star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright. Westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. The wise men continued on their way to meet baby Jesus. And the star went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. 
Amen. We're going to sing some carols and we're going to start with joy to the world. If you'll stand with us, the pastor's going to come in a minute, but let's sing these three carols. Hoy, hoy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nation prove the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders, wonders of His love. The first Noel the angels did say was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay in fields where they lay keeping their sheep on a cold winter's night that was so deep noel 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 born is the king of israel for all to see there was a star shining in the east beyond and far. And to the earth it gave great light. And so it continued both day and night. Noel, 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 Noel. Born is the King of Israel, and by the light of that same star, wise men came from country far to seek for a king. Was their intent? And to follow the star wherever it went. Noel, 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 Noel. Born is the King of Israel. Then let us all with one accord sing praises to our heavenly Lord who hath made him and earth of God and with his blood mankind hath bought Noel, 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 Noel born is the King of Israel 
Oh, come all ye faithful. Oh, come all ye faithful. Joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye. Oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him. For the King of angels. Oh, come and Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exaltation. Oh, sing, all ye bright hosts of heaven above. Glory to God, oh, glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee. On this happy morning, Jesus, to Thee be all glory give. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, Adore him, Christ the Lord. I want to thank all you kiddos for the good job you did. You worked real hard and, and uh, practiced and even listened when you're supposed to. And so I appreciate it. I'll go ahead and sit down or go back where you're supposed to go. We want to thank you guys. I want to thank Kendall. For all the hard, hard work she did, uh, I think Kendall wrote it, put it together. So uh, I appreciate that. And uh, she recruited everybody. And so anyway, thank you to everybody that helped and, and worked. They're going to go out. They're going to change clothes and have uh, a short lesson while, while we're here. Um, I told my wife that I would preach a short sermon today. Um, she didn't think short's in my vocabulary. We'll find out. Anyway, open your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 2. We've read much of this, but I want to read it again. The Christmas story never gets old as we read it. This is the story about the birth of our Savior. And if you'll indulge me, if you'll stand in honor of the reading of God's Word, we'll read uh, the first 20 verses of, of Luke chapter 2. In those days, the decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him. And was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. 
Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And after seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. May God bless the reading of His holy word. You may be seated. In the last couple of weeks, we've seen the prophecies from both the Old Testament and the New Testament of a coming king. Well, this week, we've read the message of the angels. Uh, I love the, the story of, of Mary and Joseph as they travel from, from way up north in Nazareth down to Bethlehem. But our emphasis today is not going to be on them, but on the angelic message. The angels went to the shepherds, and the shepherds were terrified. Here they are, they're out in the middle of, of who knows where, and all of a sudden there's these angels up in heaven, and they were frightened. Now, we enjoyed watching our kids up here, and, and I remember when I was a kid that, that shepherds wore their dad's bathrobes and a towel wrapped around their head and probably grandpa's cane and but shepherds weren't cute-faced cute boys in Jesus' day. They were hardened men who lived with their sheep day and night. And in the daytime, they took them out into the, into the fields and to forage and to find food. And at night, they took them to the, to the fold. Now, they didn't feed them in the fold. They had to, had to forage to find food. And, and sheep were kind of dumb animals. I mean, sheep get lost and so they had to have a shepherd to, to take them to where they were going to be. They couldn't find water on their own, and so they had to have the shepherd to take them where they were going to be. And they definitely couldn't find the way home like, like other animals. They had to have a shepherd. The shepherd was, was their protector, their savior, deliverer. They were the ones that watched over the sheep and made sure they were safe. They would die without his guidance. So being a shepherd wasn't easy. Now in that day, now in Jesus, excuse me, in David's day, when King, King David was a shepherd, shepherds were looked on in good light. They were in a good place in society. But by the time that Jesus was born, shepherds were at the bottom of the social rung, right along there with tax collectors and thieves, dung collectors. I mean, that's pretty low, right? If you're the one that has to go into the 
town and clean up the dung. Anyway, that's where they ranked. And they had a reputation for being thieves. Sometimes it was earned. Um, the religious leaders called them sinners. They were a class of despised people. And in fact, um, this is interesting. Rabbis banned pasturing sheep and goats in Israel except on desert plains. They didn't want the shepherds anywhere around people. And I thought this was interesting. One commentator wrote, a handful of shepherds marginalized by the social and religious elite were chosen to break the silence of centuries heralding Messiah's birth. When they heard the message of the angels, the shepherds ran to see what it was about. Why would they leave their responsibilities and their sheep to go into Jerusalem. Well, that's what we're going to look at. Excuse me, go into Bethlehem to see J Jesus. Um, the first thing that the angel said was that for them was born a Savior. Nobody did anything for them. That's why they were interested. They had to go what was to see what was about for them. And they learned that this child would be their Savior. The definition of a Savior, according to one Bible dictionary, is a person who rescues others from evil danger, evil danger or destruction. A deliverer. The shepherds could identify with that. That's what they did. Uh, that God is the deliverer of his people is a concept that you have throughout the Old Testament. But still, the, God, the, the Jews didn't have a title for God called uh, deliverer. Uh, the word Savior carries the idea that God would fight for you against your enemies or protect against attack, just as a shepherd with their sheep. And the Old Testament pictures God as the Savior of his people. In fact, Isaiah wrote in chapter 45 in one of the servant poems, there is no other God besides me, a just God and a Savior. So when the shepherds heard that a Savior was born, what did it mean to them? Well, every Jew, even those on the fringes of society, would remember the story about how God had delivered his people. Now, if you remember your Old Testament history, uh, Israel had 12 sons, and one of them was sold by his brothers into slavery, and he was taken to Egypt. And God raised him up to a position of power second to, to only Pharaoh. And God did that because he needed to protect all of Israel because of a great famine. The whole family ended up moving to, to Egypt. And we'll not talk about that whole story, but they were there for 400 years. And finally, God let them out because things were bad in Egypt for the Israelites. God let them out. He used Moses to lead them out to the promised land. But Israel knew, knew even though Moses was their leader, God was their deliverer. God was the one that set them free. And so when... When the shepherds heard that a Savior was born, they saw it as somebody that would come to set Israel free from their bondage. And once again, they were in bondage, this time to Rome. And so they hoped to be set free from the tyranny of Rome. And the idea of Savior comes with the idea of Redeemer. The Old Testament is filled with the ideas that, that God would send a great Redeemer and his work would be accomplished. Always, whenever Israel needed a redeemer, God would send a savior, a redeemer. And this was the one God had sent. In fact, Isaiah puts on par uh, a redeemer with savior. And so when the, the Jew, when, when the angels heard, excuse me, when the shepherds heard the angels say that a savior was come, they knew that they would come to set him free for us. 
we understand that our bondage is not to Rome. Our bondage is to sin because all are slaves to sin unless they know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We all inherited a, a, a sin nature, an Adamic nature. That's why nobody needs to teach your children how to say no. It comes, one of the first words that you learn, right? Right after mine. You see, we all have that sin nature and we're all enslaved to sin and we all need a Savior. And that's why Jesus came. He came to set us free from our sin. He came born to die on a cross to take our sins upon himself and pay for those sins that we might be set free. And so to have eternal life, we don't just accept the fact that a Savior came, but that we receive him as Lord to set us free from our sins. Well, not only did they hear that a Savior was born, they, they heard that the, the Savior was the Christ the Christ is the, the New Testament word that means the same thing as the Old Testament word Messiah. And it also means the anointed one. Whenever a king was chosen, the prophet would go and, and anoint them with oil, meaning that they were God's chosen, God's anointed. And that's what the, the shepherds heard when they said uh, uh, the Christ had come because for centuries they had looked for a king that would bring peace and prosperity. And he would be the son. He would be the servant of God. He would be the true prophet, priest, and king. He would be their Messiah. He was one that came to rule and to reign. And so that's what they went to look for. They went to look for a king that was born. Remember when the, the, uh, the wise men came from the east and they told Herod that they had come to see the one who was born king of the Jews. Well, that's the same same idea that the shepherds heard, that he had come to rule over God's people. And so they hurried to see this one that was born in hopes that he would be like David, the greatest king, and that Israel would be free. Well, what does that mean for you and I today? Well, Jesus did come to be king, and he came to reign in our hearts and lives and be our Lord. He came to reign in us. He didn't come to sit on an earthly throne at this time. He came to, to reign in your life, to give us eternal life and joy and peace. And he came that one day he might invite you and me into his kingdom. And we need to do that by receiving him as our Lord and Savior. And we do that whenever we confess that we have a need, that we need to be set free from our sins, and we need someone to come and reign in our lives. Well, the third thing that the angel said is that not only would he be the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, not only would he be a savior, but he would be Lord. Unto you is born Christ the Lord. That's the equivalent of the Old Testament word Jehovah, which is actually the word Yahweh. Some translations use Yahweh, but the Jews would never say that word because it was too holy. And so they took two words and put them together to get, come up with the word Jehovah, which means God or Lord. It actually means one who causes to be or to exist or he creates, the one who's in absolute control, the one who is self-sufficient. That means that God is not dependent upon anyone or anything, and he's the only one that has that characteristic because we're all dependent. I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my father and mother and the same way all the way back to Adam and Eve who were created because God took a piece of dirt and formed it 
and breathed into it the breath of life, and he became a living, breathing soul, a man, and then took from that man a rib from his side, the first surgery, and fashioned a woman. We're all dependent. He's not. And so when the angels heard them say that the Lord was born, they saw that the God, the supreme being, the eternal one had come to be with us, fulfilling the prophecy that he would be Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so they hurried to Bethlehem to find this stable, to find this one who was wrapped in swaddling clothes because they knew that this was God. And the fact that he is Lord and that he is God means that he wants to be involved in your life. When when Isaiah said that he was Emmanuel, God with us, it means that he's not a God that's a long ways away looking down upon us and to see how things work out. He's involved right here with us. He wants to be involved in your life. He wants to bless your life. I couldn't, I don't have enough time and you don't have enough patience for me to list all the ways that God has blessed me in my almost 66 years. And some of you could say the same thing. God's blessing upon our lives. And it's because he is in my life. And that's what he wants for you. He wants to be involved in your life to lead and guide and be glorified in your life. And it's such a blessing when God is glorified through us. It's such a blessing. Uh, While Mike and I were in, in, in Dallas, there were several times, and I don't know about Mike, but there were several times that I was moved to tears to see what God was doing as we were moving boxes. And it was hard work, wasn't it, Mike? We walked over six miles a day those three days we were there, pushing boxes, moving boxes, talking to people, knowing that, as one guy said, God already knew who's, what child would receive that box. What a blessing to be involved in that along the way. And God wants to do that in your life because he's not a God way out there, but he's a God that wants to live right here. Jesus came to demonstrate the the love of God for us. We, We all know that verse, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loves us. And it goes on to say that whoever received his, him will not perish but have eternal life. For God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's God's plan for you and for me. And God has given us an eternity with him forever in heaven. And Paul says God has given us a down payment. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14, it says, the Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the possession to the praise of His glory. That means when we receive Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes in and He is the down payment of eternity. God in us, not just God with us, but God in us. By the way, that song, Breath of Heaven, you know what it's talking about? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. The word uh in the Hebrew is the word ruach, it's penuma in the Greek. Both of them mean the same thing. It means spirit or breath. Breath of heaven, spirit of heaven wants to be involved in you. And that's why Jesus came. This story is so beautiful because this baby that was born, and I got to thinking about this a couple of days ago. How helpless are babies? I mean, when a baby's born, if you just leave it to lay there, what's going to happen to that baby? Well, he's going to cry. And he's going to wet his diaper, and he's going to cry some more, and he's wet, and he will cry, and eventually die unless somebody takes care of him. 
Jesus left the glory of heaven. He's God. And he came down to experience everything that we experience. Except for one thing, he didn't sin. He experienced heartache. His close friend Lazarus died. Now Jesus knew that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but Jesus wept over the destruction that, that sin causes because it brings death. He experienced everything you and I did. He was born to be our Savior. And so as we celebrate Christmas, as we celebrate what God did, we know that He came to be a Savior. He came for us to be our Savior, to set us free, to redeem us from our sins. He came to be Messiah, a King to rule in us, and He came to be God near us, the Lord. But it's more, but we need to do more than just know this. We all know lots of things. I, I envy Joe. Joe's building a church. I don't have any idea how to build a church. I can't always not nail, nail in straight without hitting the wrong nail, you know. I can't plumb a house. I can't brick a house. We got some experts on that. Can't do that. But God wants to do more than just know you know about him. He wants you to know him. Not know about him, know him. And we get to know him by by having a personal relationship with Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus came. That's why we celebrate Christmas, because God wants to come into your life, and he does that when we admit we're sinners and we have a need for a Savior because we're all sinners. Confess our sin to God and we repent. That means to turn away from our sin to follow Jesus. And we put our lives in his hands. And that's what he wants to do for you this Christmas. He wants to live in you and bless you and be glorified in your life up and say, Lord, I need you. Will you come into me? I surrender my life to you. Will you do that today? Oh, thank you.